welcome back to another episode of the Not For Nothing podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Natasha. And I am Sarah El-Sayed. Budwell is the maker of Buddy, the black denim jacket of one-hitter pipes. It's sleek, sustainable, and unbreakable, which is perfect for clumsy gals like myself. I'm an original consumer of this product and it used to only come black on black. Mm -hmm. And now you have the choice between six colors for your mouthpiece and it's all inspired by the 90s. Also, it's fully customizable. And two of the colors even glow. Budwell is brown woman owned, made in the USA, and a portion of every sale goes to a nonprofit. The best part, I think, is that they're only 30 bucks. Even better is that Not For Nothing listeners get 15% off with code Not For Nothing. It pays to be a Not For Nothing listener. So go to budwell.shop and find yourself your new favorite buddy. Uh, what do we have for the audience today? It's good to be here. It is. Um, you know, Mark called us, uh, Mark, our producer, called us thirsty the other day. So let's dive into some bevy talks. Oh, okay. So this is something real New Yorkers will reminisce about and think about but when our previous mayor bloomberg he was really his main focus was sodas he really had a vengeance i don't know what sodas did to him yeah but he was not about them that was like his very specific like eating disorder yeah issue you know what i'm saying like his specific issue was sodas the enemy yeah like i need to make it everyone's problem Fuck it is economic problem. crisis. Who cares about public health care? I want to fix the soda crisis. I'm going to make... Well, so notoriously, he didn't ban soda. No. But he banned like an extra large size of soda and was like, no one should be drinking that. But it's like, how do you know that people are drinking that? First of all, it could be like four people sharing it. Yeah. It also like... People could also buy multiple 12 ounce bottles of soda. Like you're not banning anything really. No. You're just making a rule where there doesn't need to be a rule. Yeah. But do you think that this ban on soda that we lived through mm -hmm. made us like transition? It was a gateway into sparkling water. I was always a sparkling water girl. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I grew up with sparkling water. Me too. But I feel like there was definitely growing up this stigma of like drinking soda. Yeah, I would say so. But I don't know if that stigma existed first and Bloomberg was the first to enforce it. Yeah, but it felt definitely like soda was taboo in New York. It was. I remember those vending machines that we had in the schools that were the Snapple, but the 100% juice. We didn't have vending machines at my school. Oh, my God. This is such a public school thing. We're going to have to, like, pop a photo of that in, on, like, our social. But I see what um, it looks like. Yeah, it was, like, the vending machines that just had those. And it was, like, Snapple, 100% yeah. apple juice. And it was, like, you know, just certain yeah. – it was, like, three or four flavors. But Like some cranberry. Or like yeah, exactly. It That was what they were selling to us. They banned it, everything hardcore. And it – Everything hardcore. I feel like in high school also they banned um, – my freshman year, we were allowed to sell chocolates like as fundraisers. So mm. like you would pay like 50 bucks for the box of chocolates and you were supposed to earn maybe like 70 or 80 bucks on it, you know, and slowly you'd be like making money to pay for your trip. Yeah. 
So I sold candy every year, but like, I think it was my sophomore year or something. They were like, we can't do that type of candy anymore because of the rules. And I was like, this is crazy. Like you're taking away kids' rights to get the bag. There's no like working at that age. Like before you're 14, you're not even allowed to legally. So yeah, crazy. Those were some wild times. They were. And then I started hustling snacks out of my bag, which you could get like a serious suspension. Yeah. But I was like, I like needed to make money to go on these trips to Florida every year. Obviously. I wasn't able to like, I mean, it was the class trip. Oh, the class trip, the class trip. It was our band trip. Oh, I thought you meant like. Like support my family. Support my family, sell candy at school. Not quite. But we were fundraising for it to go to. Orlando. (laughs) Every year to compete for band. So you've been to Disney. I've been to Disney five times. Wow. Yeah, I went every year in high school for competition. And I went one time with my family when I was like 10. But the illusion was quickly. When I was 10, the illusion wore off. Mm. I was like, the jig is up. There's not much here. It's a fake world. Yeah, I mean, some may call it the happiest place on earth. Not me. Not you. That's that's for damn sure. It makes me anything but happy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what is your go-to soda? Lately, I've been challenging the Diet Coke narrative. Yeah. And my sister really put me on to Sprite Zero. Okay. It's hard to find, but it's so yeah. good. Yeah, they've been doing these like mini can situation, mm-hmm. which, which is pissing me off. Oh, I like I the saw, mini cans. I like the size of them. I hate the price of them. Oh, yeah. There's like maybe like eight mini cans and it's like $6. That's crazy. Yeah. I'd- That's a lot of money. You can get like a 12 pack on sale for like, you know, th- three 12 packs for 12 or something. Yeah, like I want to do the value ratio. Right. I want to know what fluid ounce per exactly how many ounces per dollar well i saw that apparently coca-cola silently rose their prices by about 30 percent. i could see that and it hasn't changed anything about consumption yeah because people are still consuming the same amount they got us addicted how they do isn't that wild i mean yeah yeah i am pissed it's just sugar and water and caffeine so you've moved on to sprite zero i'm still a diet coke forever I like that there's no caffeine in Sprite Zero. Like, oh, I need the caffeine. Yeah, but sometimes it's like you're having dinner and like I don't really I'll drink at most one soda a day. You know? I'll have one meal that includes a diet coke a day. Okay. And for me it's not like every day either. It could be either lunch or dinner, but I'll never do both lunch and dinner. I I'll have carbonation throughout the day like But I'll have seltzer, yeah. A seltzer, a kombucha, a soda, usually one carbonated beverage a day or maybe two. Yeah, I only will have sparkling water like pure or maybe lime and Diet Coke. Those are the two beverages I alternate between. Wow. Wow. If I'm I'm at the Japanese supermarket, maybe I'll get like a unsweetened green tea or something. But... I'm always trying a new little bevy though. I rarely go the sweet beverage other than Diet Coke or... Uh, unflavored seltzer she knows what she likes respect yeah but you're one of the only people i've had this conversation with about the difference between purified water and spring water and it also goes like translates into sparkling water 
It does. But I would say, like, I'm not, like, the type of person that's, like, is it purified or is it spring? And all spring water is going to be better than all purified water. I'd like to clarify that I think purified water that has added minerals tastes really good. Yeah. Because the minerals make it taste good. Yeah. And that's really what I like about spring water. There's just natural minerals, so it tastes good. But specifically, I really am obsessed with the Wegmans spring water. That's the only water I buy in my household. Once I discovered it, it was game over. Like I never bought any. I don't buy cases of any other water. What's funny is that we both didn't grow up really with spring water. Oh, not at all. We we grew we, up with tap water. Well, we also, what was the seltzer that we both drank? Vintage. Exactly, which is purified, carbonated. Is it purified water? I'm sure, right? I don't know. Purified car- carbonated water. It's not like carbonated from a spring. I don't know. Maybe. I'll, probably. The price point is saying it's probably purified. Uh, it it's is, right? Purified. Yeah. Like LaCroix is purified. Is it? Yeah. Wow. That's why the only cheaper. nat spring mineral water is the green bottle. Mountain. Yeah. That one, Mountain Valley, whatever. Mountain Valley. Where San the- Pellegrino, Perrier, all of those are spring. Yeah, but those are spring with added salt. Yeah, which I like. I don't like. I like it. I don't want to get dehydrated trying to get hydrated. Yeah, but I kind of like the little saltiness. The taste is incredible. Oh, yeah. It's just a little bit impractical. Yeah, it's impractical, but it's so good. Like, I love when you go to, you're either, like, at a big meeting somewhere or you go to, like, a store for a client or something that's, like, kind of fancy and you can get, like, the little Perrier bottles. I like the little Perriers I a lot. I love those. I they love, always make me feel so fit, like I'm at a sports club. Right? I love drinking those while I'm sitting outside at an outdoor cafe. And they, I love when it's, like, in a glass bottle. Yeah. And it's so uncomfortable. And it's to- cold in the glass bottle. I don't like drink. I don't like pouring my Perrier over ice. And it's really just like a few sips. Like it's so small. I'll chug that shit in a second. The thing is, it punches your throat so hard. I love it. That like the whole way down that it quenches your thirst. It like scratches an itch. Do you think that people who drink Perrier are also bong rip hitters? No, because I'm not. I'm living proof that that's not true. Yeah, but you're a dabber. You do love a good throat burn. You're also a blunt smoker. I but that I feel it feels smoother for me than a joint. I feel like I'm often choking smoking a joint or um I don't know. What about edible people? Like they're like are you you're obviously a flower person over an edible person. Yeah, 100%. I w- so am I, but that doesn't mean that I don't love edibles. I'm just not the type of person where I can wake up. I can wake and bake every day. I can't just wake up and say, I'm going to take an edible and then go about my day like some people do. That's unhinged to me. Even five milligrams, I'll be tweaking. The only time I'll have an edible before like 5 p.m. is if I'm sick. Exactly. And I want to like go immediately back to sleep so I can like rest. Exactly. Then I'll try to knock myself out with some edibles. And also if I'm sick, I'm most likely not smoking. A hundred percent agree. When I'm very sick, I take edibles. Yeah. I usually make my soups my homemade soups into edibles like i'll put a little bit of oil or butter in it and like we'll heat it up and it'll be really like good i get really into tinctures when i'm sick really yeah like oil tinctures yeah love like i'll just put it in your tongue yeah i'm the same way but then again i also um when i when i have my period as well oh my god we talked about this last week that was incredible 
have I must take edibles and dab during my period during the daytime. Yeah, I feel because like it's just unbearable if not. Flour really doesn't cut it with period pain sometimes, like with cramps. Yeah, I feel like dabs really just like sedate my ovaries. A hundred percent, I agree. And what's really interesting actually is the suppository. Yeah, I've never really gotten into that game. It's on. It's so interesting because suppositories, and and I mean. I know that this is not the proper word because suppository is technically rectal. Yeah. But like a vaginal suppository um, actually acts as a topical internally. Mm-hmm. So it's like sedating, like as it would on a th- on top of your skin, like kind yeah. of numbing it and like r- soothing and releasing the pain. So it acts like that internally. So that's how your body is digesting it as a topical. And I think that makes it so helpful with other treatment methods so if i take a dab and use a suppository pain relief do you think there's a difference between people who are more flowered people people who are more edible people yeah i think edible people can be pretentious a bit about smoking about smoking like oh we can't act like there's no danger in smoking and it's like sure dude but like do you are you a wet blanket when someone orders dessert you know what i'm saying like it's just I feel like it is not necessarily the most ideal choice for everyone, but it's like don't yuck someone's yum. So what you're saying is that edible people are the almond moms of weed. Yeah. I said it. Well, I mean, I could not agree more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like this form of control, but like fake control. And also like. There's such a stigma against flour and smoking, yet it's the most, like, primal, original way of consumption. A hundred percent. And I also believe that the relief is more immediate. But that's why dabs, I think, are even better. And also dabs just have the flavor, but I can't be dabbing all day. That's absolutely absurd. But there's also some people that, like, one dab is still too much for them. You know what I'm saying? And you have to respect people's, like, dose and yeah. like above all, I respect somebody who knows who knows what their dose is yeah. and who wants to respect just how high they want to get or tapping into like a specific ratio or something for their medical. Um, so I want to respect that. But I got to say, like. Like, I don't know, people who smoke flour usually could be dabbers as well. Yeah, but some are very much not. And then, like, and I respect vice versa. That. A lot of dabbers are not into yeah, flour. that's true. But I feel more so the other way around. Like, flour people could cross over into dabbing. Yeah. More than dabbers cross over into flour. Like, I'm a 90-10. You know? I would say same. Maybe 80-20. Yeah, right now I'm, like, an 80-20 because I'm trying to save money and dabs are... I just have some Dabs available. are so efficient. Yeah, I mean, I just, like, have some. Yeah. I don't have as much flour in hand. Um, but yeah, <laughs> seven ten is coming up. So. Yeah, exactly. Got to get our extracts ready. Yeah, but people who are able to dab all day—it's a whole other ball game. I also feel like dabbing makes things more efficient during the day, right? Like I can take a dab, and it will only take me like less than ten minutes to like get high and then start working, and then I'm like, I I'm not actually distracted by the ritual and process of rolling yeah. up. Which really it ends up taking a lot of time out of your day to roll up and then to actually sit and smoke it too. Yeah, but like I also, if you're not making that moment sacred, like I'd rather focus fully on like I'm taking one dab and then like go to work. 
But I also feel like the ritual and time of rolling the joint and lighting it is also very meditative and that I used to smoke a lot of cigarettes and I would appreciate that as well where it would force me to take like five, ten minutes out of my day to either take a walk, get some air. And yeah, I was also like doing terrible things to myself, but I don't know. I like the ritual aspect. I feel like the dab quickly becomes too accessible, especially when you're like with a puffco and shit. You're just like it keeps going and going. I just don't feel like I need to to push it with the dabs. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll take like one or two and like I'll do that when I'm in a time crunch. But like if I can take the time, I'm always choosing flower. I love that. You know, same. It's just it's a beautiful, like you said, a beautiful ritual. Yeah. Yeah. But the edible people. Yeah. That, like, I hate edibles. Like, with things like edibles, sometimes the end of the night, you're so tired. You That, that an edible coma is really the only thing that can prevent me from, like, washing my face, brushing my teeth yeah. before bed and doing, like, a full ritual um, because I'm, I'm just immediately passing out, you know? But I, I do love edibles, but I'm saying, like, I, they, I'm not always in the right space for edibles. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Speaking of brushing your teeth, though. Yes. Like, when it comes to... I've started to realize, like, you know certain people, like, get toothpaste all over the mirror? Yeah, that's me. Certain people get toothpaste all over the sink. That's also me. Tell me how much toothpaste you use. What does it look like when you apply toothpaste to your toothbrush? Like, pretty covered. The whole thing. Yeah. The whole bristles. Yeah. I was taught that it should be a pea size amount. It's like maybe slightly larger than a pea. I have an electric toothbrush, so the head is very small. <coughs> oh, that is a huge difference. Yeah. Let's be clear here what we're talking about. Do you think most people are electric toothbrush users? I mean, they should be. <coughs> when did you convert for a manual? Like 10 years ago. I think if you weren't an early adopter, you'll never become one. I disagree. I think you should get one. I don't want one. It's incredible. I don't charge things. It just like you barely have to charge it. No, it just even the fact that my toothbrush won't be really usable unless it's charged. You can still use it without. But it's so small. Bar- it's not that bad. No way. I would never charge a toothbrush. It really just. I won't charge an Apple Watch. Yeah, I don't have an Apple Watch. I will not charge an extra device. I already have to charge my phones, my laptop, my red light therapy mask. I have to charge my my dabbing e-rigs yeah i have to charge my everything my vibrador my energy my soul exactly yeah there's no way i'm charging a toothbrush Sorry. i don't have time to charge my devices and my soul and a new device i don't even have enough outlets for that so yeah, yeah. so i use a pea-sized amount and i think that most psychopaths fill their toothbrush with toothpaste yeah it's not like dripping with toothpaste i have friends Literally, not to call any specific one out, because there are a few of them, that actually take literally the tube and they just, they squeeze it out. Yeah. It's like all toothpaste. I'm like, how do you even spit? As a kid, I would really do that a lot. My Why? Mom would get mad Did you want the flavor? I just thought it was funny to like, I would get distracted and I'd be like, ooh, it's like putting on mustard. Or like icing. Yeah. So weird. And then she'd be like, Wow. You're not buying this shit. What are you doing? Wasting your toothpaste. The cost of toothpaste has gone up it's so toothpaste much. Toothpaste is so expensive. And I feel like that's like there are hidden costs that in world in the world that are just going up. And it's like, oh my God, if you start to share your toothpaste with another person, 
you're going through toothpaste twice as fast and yeah. I'm suddenly buying toothpaste all the time, you it's know? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Immediately sends Venmo charge to Sarah for the toothpaste. <laughs> Sorry. Um, if you're okay, so, so we're talking about like, you know, splitting things with a partner. So like let's talk about sleep habits and like you know, not everyone I say, like, I know about all my friends, like toothpaste habits. That's because I honestly do like I, I go away a lot. I travel with my friends either on work trips or like we've had to rough it in multiple situations before. So I've seen the way a lot of them live. So I've also been like privy to like their sleep habits, which is one of the things that I feel like is really reserved for intimate interactions. Um, and sleep habits can go as far as like sleepwalking. Have you ever sleepwalked? I've never sleepwalked, sleptwalked, sleepwalked. Sleptwalked. Um, but I do grind my teeth a lot at night. I'm a tooth grinder and as I well. And I have to wear one of those like really hot mouth guards. Okay, so welcome to Tooth Grinders Anonymous. We are your anxious yet masking hosts. Um, yeah, it's really crazy. I think like you learn a lot about what people, if someone's tooth grinding, in bed with you they're going through some shit yeah and it's it's probably not you but they're going through some shit and they're like trying their best i feel Are you saying i'm going through some shit uh, is your tooth grinding every night it's every night all the time really yeah i feel like i grind my teeth bad when i'm like really going through some shit but i don't think it's a nightly thing it's stopped for a while for me i think but then it like started again what about sleep paralysis? Have you ever had that? I don't know if I have. I, I think if you don't know if you've had, you haven't. But I, I have a constant like nightmare, which I hate having, where I'm like unable to speak and move. And then I wake up and I'm always like, <gasps> and then I'm like, oh my God, I don't like this feeling. That kind of sounds like sleep paralysis. <laughs> that's though. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so like, I'm like, that's I don't of, know. I'm like, is it a nightmare or is it a daymare? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, there are times where I'm like, maybe it was that, but I don't know crazy i've never had it what have you ever heard about like the guy that everybody sees when they take too much benadryl yeah the man with the hat yeah what is up with the man with the hat i haven't taken benadryl in a minute so i, I couldn't tell you i'm totally unaffected by benadryl i take it in the middle of the fucking day and yeah. i walk around like i'm like drowsy i'm like i was born drowsy like, like i don't know if they were taking the recommended dose or not you th i think people are just weak honestly i think yeah. like like Tylenol may as well not exist to me. It doesn't impact me in any way. Yeah. Does Tylenol work for anyone? Not me. I don't it, like if I have a headache, a Tylenol will not even crack. Yeah, the but edge. Mark is like a little bitch. He won't even take my naproxen. Oh, I have to. I can like, only take a leave. He's like, it's prescription. And I'm like, yeah, it's just prescription because they put like two pills in one. Well, in that case, I will I will make an argument. You know how I'm allergic to ibuprofen. Yeah. I'm allergic to ibuprofen, and I discovered this after being described double strength doctor recommended ibuprofen. Oh. So it was like 800 milligrams, and it was for I think actually headaches or and or period cramps, and they were just like, take this, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. My lips kept swelling so frequently, and I was like, what do I have in common? So and I finally narrowed it down like after weeks that it was like ibuprofen because i was like it couldn't be that you know especially ibuprofen is anti-inflammatory yeah. so it's like you would think it wouldn't make you yeah, inflamed inflame. but um yeah crazy 
but I'm naproxen all the way. But I actually know some people, a lot of people on medication can't take naproxen. Oh. So that there's like some interactions there. Interesting. Yeah. I think what is Tylenol the stomach or the liver? Maybe ibuprofen is the liver. I don't know. If that's the case, that would be crazy. I think my liver has seen some shit. Uh, some shit. But it's doing some recovery now. So it is. Good. I'm doing serious recovery and anti-inflammatory. Same. Same. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So like during those times where I'm sle- I'm sleeping around, like really like roughing it, like sleeping at front in the beginning of my career, like I was like staying at certain friends' houses in LA that were like putting me up. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like really like banking on like my friends to like help me out as I was like kickstarting my career. Um, and I've had a few broke meals. Okay. What are, like, what would you say is your reliable broke meal? Cup noodle. In, that's inside the house? What about when you're out? Yeah, outside the house. No, I'm not saying, like, bring cup noodle with you and, like... No, like, I am a big... I, I don't do this here, but in New York, I would go to the bodega and you can buy a cup noodle and they'll put hot water in it. And then, but, like, where do you eat it? Just as you're in walking? The street, yeah. Okay, but, like... You know, when you can like sit in the bodega, like where they have the flowers normally, but sometimes it's like you can just sit on them if there are no flowers. Mm, you know what I'm talking about? Like the little steps. Kind of. Ow. Sorry, I, I need to stop smoking. What's going on? I don't know. I need um, to quit smoking. That's like a big one. Also, anything from a bodega, like a sandwich. Yes. That's a, I'm, I mean... All right, always so obsessed. what I would always do at bodegas is, like, knowing it's going to be the worst bagel in the world, I would eat a bagel because it was, like, you knew you're getting out. You're having a meal for $2. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, I know people who went with, like... Yeah, like a bagel buttered, butter. Buttered roll. Yeah, buttered bagel was a big one because you could always you could also, back in the day, get that for, like, one fifty at the That's bagel shop. That's what I'm shop. saying. It was one fifty, Or, like, the cart in the street. Yes, exactly. Well, you had those in the city. I didn't really have those yeah. growing up, but in like my, my early work days, yeah, I did. Exactly. That was more yeah. like a work thing. It's funny. They would take the bagels and they would literally take the square of cream cheese and just put the square yeah. right in the middle. Like they wouldn't even spread it. They would just throw it on there. But yeah, that was like a reliable $2 meal. Yeah. I was heavily reliant on dollar cart slice. bagels. No, I, I, cause we didn't really have dollar slices in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, and now they're, you know, the last dollar slice was sold the other day. Yeah. That's so sad. That was a big one for me. Yeah. It's just like a marker of the times, like tried to keep it low, but yeah. The art school kids came and ate up all the dollar slices. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, I, but what about if you're at home? Like I know a big one is like people do like cheese roll up on a quesadilla, like a cheese and quesadilla and tortilla. Um, I do do that frequently. I was worried that you were going to say the cheese and pickle combo again. No, I, I love that though. It, it just, it, that freaks me out. I love it. I'm looking forward to eating Grillo's when I get home. Oh my God. That freaks me out. It's so good. You have to try it. I, I kind of want to make it for you now. My sister and I were big on making like pizza bagels as well. Ooh, but I Robert feel, loves. Yeah, Robert loves. But I feel like I don't really have the ingredients on hand as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause I like refuse to buy jarred sauce. Same. 
right and, and like so making sauce exactly making a sauce pizza for bagel. a pizza bagel but i used to buy like you know random pizza sauce jars because i like were kids and like or teens yeah and you just need to feed, uh, feed yourself yeah and pizza bagels are the best they are and especially during passover you can make like matzah pizza i've seen a lot of people do that on yeah. tiktok actually this year that was sick um so yeah i'm trying to think also bean burritos yeah any rice and bean combo any rice and bean there was a tex-mex a spot comfort, like meal yeah i'll put like rice bean and some cheese on top yes that's, like my favorite meal there was a tex-mex spot i grew up near and it would be i remember me and my best friend would like share it sometimes we, get, we would get a small rice and beans um and it would be maybe three dollars so like we were able to like feed ourselves for very cheap growing up, but we were eating bullshit. Carb with a little bit of cheese. Carb with a little bit of cheese, right? Love it. No Survival. Protein. No protein. No protein. Whatsoever. Um, but yeah. I think we uh need to phase out thank you cards. Why is that? Because they're really just like at this point they're only here for the boomers i feel like the other day my mom asked for a thank you card from for who from who give us an extended family member but like you know if you give a gift at like an event like a significant event a wedding a baby shower bridal shower whatever like my mom i feel like she made a comment that she needed a thank you card and i was like you know what I think nowadays it's just because that's the era she's from. Yeah. It was like the thing to do. It's like you do this phase, then you give a gift, then you give a thank you card. Yeah. I would forgo the physical thank you card for an email. Or a text or like. No, an email. A text is too casual. Yeah. I think so. I think saying thank you is but like I also just think fine. people aren't even doing that these days and that's the problem. They're not saying thank you whatsoever. People are just not even saying thank you and it's like. You don't have to do the full physical card, which I disagree with you. I do think you should still do thank really? you cards. Especially if it's a big thing, especially if it's family. Like, it's thoughtful. It is meant for the older generation, and it does mean a lot to them. And so do it. I'm not against doing it, but I just think you shouldn't be judged if you opt to not Why do would it. you phase out something that people want? Are you Taco Bell? I don't know that I want it, though. You don't, like but whenever people I do. Re- whenever I receive a thank you card, I'm like, okay, what do I do? Throw it out? Keep it? Do I have to keep it now? I think guests should opt out. I think that that Not should be an host. option. Exactly. I think that that should be a part of the registry. Like, do, do you, you want a thank you card? Yeah, exactly. And like, that, like we get it. Box. You don't. I do. Yeah, actually, th- I think that's very nice and efficient. I think that's how we should do it. Exactly. Um, and Let on everything this- be a choice. On this incredible conclusion that we have come <laughs> to, um, thank you so much for watching and tuning in. Thank you so much. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow. At Not For Nothing Pod. You could find me at How Can I Help You. And me at Natasha PRZ. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.